And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Tonight is Sunday, December 17th. This is Dump on the Of Ostensibly, a baseball podcast. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, Hey, Joel, I'm doing well. I'm coming at you, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, My hot take for today is that uh, there are a lot of whiny-ass baseball fans on the internet, but I am here to definitively tell you that the whiniest, assest fan base of any baseball team on the internet is the San Francisco Giants. Oh, I did not expect you to say, okay, that's a hot take. I think that my favorite, this is a like kind of tangentially related hot take. My favorite thing about this 2023-24 uh, baseball offseason thus far has to be the collective meltdown on the internet of uh, like compounding inferiority complex and um, I don't know, spoiledness maybe? Like, yeah. the San Francisco Giants are a successful baseball franchise, right? right. Like, very successful. Um, they're competitive pretty consistently. They've had some, like, all-time superstars recently. You know, like, they're a successful franchise. And if you spend any time on San Francisco Giants subreddits, you're you're going to think that uh, every single one of them is locked in a basement and personally abused by the team owners and general manager. Um, And it's really great, especially because like the Dodgers are doing so much and they have such this like complex about the Dodgers. You know what I mean? (laughs) And then, and also the Aaron judge thing last year, I think probably was not good also, but broke broke um, their brains a little bit. You just got to go on there. It's so entertaining. And, and, there's no way it's intentional. Right. They're like, it's they're just so some of the shit that they write is just so ridiculous. There's like you couldn't even in a creative writing like scenario come up with this ridiculous shit. That's how bad it is, you know. That's great. I yeah. did. Not, I expected you to say Yankees or Cubs because really? on those fan bases all the time. But yeah. I like this because. Those two fan bases are not the whiniest. No, no. They have. But a- I, I would say the Cubs and the Giants are a comparable. Like, it's a it's a historic established team that like competes or at least has in the recent past. You know. Right. But I don't think that I don't think that the Cubs. I mean, maybe if like, who's the Cubs rivals? The Cardinals. Cardinals, Brewers, yeah. kind of, but really the Cardinals. Yeah, I guess maybe they just don't have that same kind of rivalry. It's just the whole fallout from, I guess that they were in on Otani and they have, um, and they offered him the same deal that he took with the Dodgers, mm-hmm. and he and he went to L.A. instead, and now there's this whole thing where like Buster Posey was quoted as saying like. Major League Baseball players, superstars are afraid of homeless people and like they don't want to come to San Francisco. And now there's like this whole thing about like, <laughs> and it's like, if Otani was afraid of homeless people, he wouldn't go to LA. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> God, Buster Posey saying that, that was bad. Yeah. Like, what kind of bubble do these players live inside? Yeah. Did you see that? I did see that. That's not that's not good. That's not a yeah. great look for hero of the San Francisco Giants, Buster Posey. Yeah. Long um, huff. So and then people and then Scott Boris, I guess, said I think it was Scott Boris, some agent was like Players don't want to sign with San Francisco because they don't believe that San Francisco will do what it takes to compete with the Dodgers. And so they don't want to go there if they're getting comparable money in a market they think can be more competitive. 
what San Francisco Bay Area should be, depending on what the athletics has. San Francisco won like 112 games a year, like a year ago. You know yeah. what I mean? Like <clears throat> they won three World Series within a five-year span. <laughs> right, but yeah. like uh, I don't know. It all I'd like if I was a San Francisco Giants fan, which I'm not. Sure, I would. I would not be so like sitting in the bathtub ready to open my veins you right. know like over yeah. the state of the franchise is all God. i'm saying yeah. Yeah. like i'm a red sox fan and you know our our team seems to be floundering to a certain extent in the in a way that san francisco isn't even like right. san francisco's not floundering the way the red sox have been over the past four years <clears throat> but i'm still not ready to like end it all you know and these Giants fans on Reddit seem to be ready to end it all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that, I love it. Great hot take. We'll see where the Giants go from here. Uh, yeah. Dodgers. Dodgers. Anyway, if you want some entertainment, seriously, go on to the Get on Because it is, it is good. It's good stuff. They were appeased a little bit with their, the Korean guy they signed. But okay. even still, not really. Okay. Uh, I like it. Okay. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, my name's Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. I have my hot take is kind of in a similar theme. Um, it's about miserable fan bases. Everyone in Chicago is a little bit miserable right now. I'm a Chicago White Sox fan because it's winter time and winter's terrible there. Yes, correct. And no one should be more miserable than Chicago Bears fans right oh, now. Oh, nice. They had started the season two and seven. They had since won three of their last four to okay. get back up to five and eight and okay. were officially, according to NFL on Fox, quote unquote, back in the hunt in okay. the playoff picture, even though five and eight is still pretty fucking bad. Right. This isn't the NBA we're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so today they played the Cleveland Browns, and the Bears had a 17 to 3 lead on the Browns going into the fourth quarter and Ooh. ended up losing the game 20 to 17. <laughs> oh, dear. Including a last second, I had to watch this on YouTube, a last second Hail Mary that fell out of the hand of wide receiver Dale Mooney that would have won the game. And he just dropped it? He just dropped it, yep. It wasn't blocked or anything? No, it was It was actually deflected into his hand. Uh, okay. So he wasn't ready for it, but it hit both of his hands and <laughs> bounced out. <laughs> <clears throat> So the Bears fall to five and nine, and I know you're on Reddit. I'm on X, and X had the best collective meltdown after that <laughs> game that I have seen in a long fucking time. Uh, so yeah, never become a fan of the Chicago Bears. They because. It would have been different if they'd been two and seven and were coming into this, like they got that sliver of hope, right? Of being five and eight and having won three out of your last four and being a, on something that looks like a winning streak, only to have all your hopes <laughs> and dreams smashed, like just choking away a lead. Huh. And the and, Cleveland Browns are they good this year? I, yeah, I yeah, know. they're now they're nine and five now. They're pretty okay. good, so they're they're decent. They're decent. <clears throat> See, I don't think that it's unreasonable. And granted, most of my football life has been watching the Tom Brady Patriots, and then right. before that was watching the non-Tom Brady Patriots. But I was pretty young at that point, and. It doesn't seem like 17 to 3, like losing a 17 to 3 lead doesn't seem that ridiculous to me. Like that's three touchdowns. I mean, that's two touchdowns and a field goal. 
that's just two touchdowns in yeah, 15 minutes. That's like, it doesn't seem so weird. I guess, but here's they, the Bears get stopped on fourth and one. Uh-huh. And then this is the fourth quarter. The Bears get stopped on fourth and one. Then the Browns score touchdowns. Then the Bears go three and out and punt. Then the Browns go three and out and punt. Then the Bears get a first down but end up punting. And then the Browns score another touchdown with three minutes left to tie the game. Uh-huh. I think if you like, if you look at the um, probability charts, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but those have never made sense to me either. Okay. Because it's like you're up, you're up fourteen to nothing, and you have like a ninety-nine percent chance of winning the game, and then yeah. thirty seconds later, you're up fourteen to seven, and you have like a fifty-six chance, per, like percent sure. chance of winning the game. You know what I mean? It's like that's this is the same game that you've just had a ninety-nine percent chance of winning. You know what I mean? Right. The craziest yeah. is when you watch it in college basketball during March Madness, and it. At the end of the game, it just turns into a ping pong. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you have a 98% chance of winning. Oh, no, they got one shot. Now you have a 2% chance of winning. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like that. that's not true. You didn't have a 98% chance of winning before this guy scored two points. You know, right. that's, that's not the case. Right. Something is broken with the algorithm. Yeah. Anywho, I think my point still stands. Don't be a Chicago Bears fan. It's yeah, just... well, there's so many reasons for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Patriots played the Kansas City Chiefs today. Uh-huh. And they got spanked, I imagine. And I don't know. They actually might be playing right now. Um, oh, because nice. both teams have been struggling. No, they lost 27-17. to 17. Yeah, they got okay. Oh, the Patriots are three and eleven. That's not good. Yeah, yeah, there's chatter about uh, Bill Belichick getting shown the door after this season. I heard that. Uh, but here, let me ask you this question: Since we're talking about major uh, NFL football, yeah. Okay. Did you see the end of that Chiefs game last week? That got uh, Pat Mahomes all mad at everyone. Yeah. 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 They had they scored the game-winning touchdown, but the refs called a false start on the... No, no. Okay, no. this is what happens. Okay, yeah. They line up a receiver for the Chiefs is clearly like a yard and a half into the neutral zone. Okay. Right? Okay. And he's not far away from where the ball's being snapped. Like, there's no question this guy's offsides. There's no doubt about they're like everyone could see he was offsides against they snap, they're playing buffalo. against buffalo they snap the ball throw the ball to travis kelsey right yeah taylor swift's boyfriend quote unquote um <laughs> what a quote <laughs> taylor swift's pr boyfriend let's Got, call okay. gotcha. um, and then <laughs> no it's not actually what we could go into that there's there's uh, a whole it's coming from the other side. It's coming from the Taylor Swift side, but <clears throat> it's uh, it's a whole. It's it was uh, the whole thing's orchestrated just to okay. like whether or not they're actually dating. Maybe they are, but they're it's a PR thing. Um, okay, finish the story about this game, but then I want to ask. Okay. Um. Right. Snaps the ball. Throws Travis Kelsey. Kelsey laterals or laterals it to another guy. The guy scores touchdown. Chiefs win, right? Okay. Except for they threw a flag because the guy was standing like a yard and a half, a yard and a half further than what he should be. Yeah. Which, as I understand it, as a casual football fan or a former regular football fan, right? Sure. Sure. Is a penalty. Okay. And you should stop the, the play before they snap the ball, right? If it's a penalty against the offense, they I shouldn't have 
play. I don't think they should have ran a play. Well, they did run a play. So I know, I know. The ref should have And stopped. they were called for a penalty. Yeah. So they should have called the penalty before the play started? Before the play started. And mm-hmm. then, but how can it be a penalty if it's before the play started? If he lines up in the neutral zone, that should be a penalty, I believe. I may be totally fucking wrong about this, but I don't think I am. It should be a penalty on the offense if they snap the ball when the receiver's in the neutral zone. That's a five-yard penalty. There's no point of running the play. Right, but they they did call it at the when the ball was snapped. They threw oh, the flag. okay. They threw the flag when the ball was snapped. Okay, then that's on the they ran the play. Yeah, and then afterwards, Patrick Mahomes had a fucking meltdown on the sideline, screaming mm-hmm. at the refs that they should have instead of calling the penalty, given them the courtesy of a warning that this guy was stand, like lined up in the neutral zone. Since when? That's not. I don't mean. know. No. This is what I don't understand about it. What? Like, this guy was clearly in a penalty. He was, like, had to be restrained from attacking the refs on the sideline at the end of the game. Well, refs need to get attacked. Right. But not for this, though. No, not for this. No. And then then totally, like, slam the refs in his post-game interview. Right. It's like, your dude committed a penalty. There's no doubt about it. Like, the whole thing is on videotape. Uh-huh. So, and he's like, oh, well, the game shouldn't have ended like that. And it's like, well, motherfucker, don't commit the penalty, and it won't end like that. No you know shit. what I mean? Go complain to Jake from State Phone. Yeah. And Subway. And Wendy's, I think. Yeah, love it. Anyway, Kansas City beat the Patriots today by 10. Right. Um and they're good. They're, I mean, Kansas City, because the narrative has been Kansas City has been struggling. But, you know, they're 9-5. and five. Yeah. So they're not elite, elite, but they're not bad. They're, right. They're, they're just well, not- and, you know, Patrick Mahomes, despite looking like Sideshow side Bob, yeah, and sounding, sounding like Kermit the Frog, yeah. and being like a little sideline bitch and not understanding the rules of football, Despite all of that fact, he's pretty amazing. He's pretty good. He's pretty good at football. <laughs> he's pretty good at football. <laughs> yeah. um, the only teams who have clinched playoff spots so far are the San Francisco 49ers, 10 and 3, and the Dallas Cowboys, 10 and 3, also. Nice. Philadelphia Eagles are 10 and 3, but behind Dallas. And the Detroit Lions are ten and four. Cool. Oh, so good football team. No one has clinched in the AFC yet. Miami is ten and four. Baltimore is ten and three, and then the Chiefs are nine and five. Oh. Oh, yeah. my, my fantasy team is completely made up of the quarterback and the running back from the 49ers. Christian McCaffrey and Brock Pody. Yeah. Yeah, I've got Correct. Brock Pody. I think. Oh, you do? Is it because his first name is Brock? And his last name is Pody. His last name is Purdy. <laughs> yes. Both of those. Yeah, no, yeah. that makes sense to me. Yeah, I don't like that guy. Okay, so go back to this. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are only dating for the PR theory. I want to hear this. Well, okay, so I'm not saying they're only dating for the PR. Okay. What I'm saying is that it is a PR-based relationship. But why Kelsey? Well, I don't know. But um, that kind of makes sense. Why? He's a a superstar. Not like Taylor Swift is probably the biggest superstar, the biggest pop star in America today, right? In the in the world. Ooh. Well, no. What's that K-pop band? They're probably B- uh, BTS. Probably BTS, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. The uh, the theory, the conservative theory, is that they're trying to get young people to vote. Oh, um, so like Fox News thinks that Taylor Swift is working for the Democratic Party. To- 
to win. Vote, yeah. To win Missouri for Biden, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the reason that it's the reason that it's an orchestrated thing is because the like the NFL was in on it. NFL Twitter, like the official Twitter account, was in on the relationship yeah, before. Um, and there's been a, a lot of other like kind of cross promotional things. Yeah, I saw. I would agree. I I mean to call the NFL. Oh my washing machine just stopped. It got really quiet. Um, <laughs> what, what are you doing? Are you making ice or something? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm just making uh, a drink. Um, but to call the NFL like. Uh, a patsy of the Democratic Party is kind of a stretch. No, no, that's another thing that they're mad about. Who? You know, the Republic, the conservatives. Yeah, because they think the it's, NFL is like doing the bidding of the. No, beat. they think that Travis Kelsey has gone rogue. Oh, okay. And is, and is bringing shame to the NFL. Gotcha. By, by dating Taylor Swift. By dating this like progressive Democrat named Taylor the Hillary Clinton supporting Democrat. Yeah. I mean, is is she though? That's the real question. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's been open about that. Right. But she's yeah. also a billionaire, so. But she's a billionaire. But she right. she she's openly, uh, the last two elections, I think she's openly campaigned for the Demo- for, against Trump, basically. Right. While Kanye West has gone full anti-Semite, which is really the one historical like inverse that I did not see coming, and I apologize to America for that. Right. Well, you should apologize, Joel, because America comes to us. For that I, sort of I, insight, you know. Yes, I know they. You really that. let them down in that I sense. I did. I'm really. I'm, but Beyonce should have won that album of the year that year. Kanye is still correct. Do you think that's his that's his villain turn? Is when Taylor Swift won <laughs> album of the year over Beyonce and he snatched the Grammy out of her hands? <laughs> that's when he started to be like, hmm, maybe the Jews aren't so good. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, because they didn't give Beyonce album of the year in 2004, whenever that was. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's that's the story dark soon begins then. That's okay, so that now, belongs on the internet, Joel. So I know. But see, I'm kind of into this conspiracy theory, except I'm supportive of it. I want Travis Kelsey to to turn all Kansas City Chiefs into big Joe Biden fans. <laughs> yeah. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Centrist, centrist Democrat Joe Biden. Uh, he's, I mean, he's a real Kansas City Democrat, though. He is. To be well, fair. He's yeah. a real Kansas City Democrat. That's yeah. fair. I mean, he's from Wilmington, you know? Yep. He rides the train every day to work. Not anymore. He Not works any- and lives in the same place, just like so much of America these days. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Okay. Um, but enough politics. Oh, okay. So Yamamoto, what's his first <laughs> name? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I got to figure it out because he's coming to the Red Sox. Well, he was meeting with Steve Cohen and the Mets. This yeah, they week. had dinner together last night, apparently. This is another off-season uh, thing that I've gotten a lot of entertainment about. Is that on, on Reddit, everyone is like, oh, so-and-so from the San Francisco Giants just started following Yamamoto on Instagram. <laughs> I hate that so much. Oh, my God. I hate that so <laughs> Who the fuck cares? So if you Google Yamamoto, the first thing that comes up is Isiroku Yamamoto was a marshal of the Imperial Japanese Navy and commander-in-chief of the Combined Fleet during World War II. Right. He's the one who made the Pearl Harbor order, I think. Yeah. 
and he went to holy shit do you think they're related because that could throw a wrench in the pr machine i bet you yamamoto is japanese for like smith right yeah that's true uh yoshinobu yamamoto is the japanese player he's met with the yankees and met with the mets and you say he's meeting with the red sox next they've already met once mm-hmm. the red sox have put an offer to him north of 300 million dollars right um and apparently he's going <clears throat> this is from the deep recesses of x but apparently he's a uh, he's accepted an offer of to come visit Penway Park. Mm. <clears throat> um, which is good because I feel like Penway Park is like one of the best, biggest selling points of the Red Sox. Sure, sure. Who is the other Japanese player that the Red Sox have had? Yoshida. Yeah, okay. And then we had uh, Koji Uehara, who was our closer for 2007 World Series team, maybe? One of our World Series team, one of our our biggest stars was our closer, who Mm -hmm. who had a stretch during the season, like who had the, I think, holds the record for the longest um, stretch, like the most consecutive saved games or some some closer record and then he had like a 0.2 era in the playoffs and world series or something he was amazing sure um and then um dice k yeah that's what i was thinking of he he was good and yoshida and Yoshida. Oh, Dice K was not great. We paid a lot of money for him, and he kind of didn't turn out to be so good. Oh, okay. He, uh, um, he turned out to be, you know, he was like a solid four starter, something like that. Sure. Like not your worst pitcher, but you know, you don't want you don't want to see his name on the scorecard when the chips are on the table necessarily. Gotcha. Uh, but he threw a, like a perfect game once or a no hitter. That's nice. Um, but yeah, and we have Yoshida, who's on the team now, and is uh, played for the same team as Yamamoto in Japan. Okay, so that might be a in on that front also. Right. Yeah. So but I had the stat yesterday, which I think I texted you, which is that Yamamoto is actually just going to sign with another Japanese team and just to be a jerk. Yeah, but there's a lot of money at stake. There's no Japanese team that can give him $300 million. Yeah, I guess. Why? What do you think? Well, no, I just, you know, do you need $300 million? Like, what if they could offer him, like, $75 million? For how many years? I don't know. Like, how much more money do you need than $75 million? Like, what's the difference, realistically, between $75 million and $300 million? I mean, and maybe, I don't, maybe I don't get it because I'm just not a rich person, but, like, seems to me that, like, you could buy everything you could ever want with $75 million. Right, but the answer is $225 million. Yeah, I guess. I think that's the answer. But the, you could, like, finish the work of your great uncle, General Yamamoto, admirable. and really shame the Americans by right. not signing with Major League Baseball, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Yamamoto is a samurai name, apparently. That's cool. Kind of, yeah. His father, Sadayoshi Takano, was an intermediate rank samurai of the Nagaoka domain. Itaroku is a Japanese term meaning 56. In 1916, Itaroku was adopted 
into the Yamamoto family, another family of former Nagaoka samurai, and took the Yamamoto name. It was a common practice for samurai families lacking sons to adopt suitable young men in this fashion to carry on the family name. The rank and income went with it. Cool. Uh, so we gotta we gotta ask uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto if he has samurai ancestors, right? And yeah. if he's related to the Pearl Harbor guy, and if he's related to the Pearl Harbor guy, correct? So that would be a big deal. Um, yeah, I don't know. Don't care. Don't don't know. Don't really care. I mean, he's like, not going to the White Sox. That's he's not going to the White Sox. The White Sox are a poverty franchise right now. Let's be honest. If it's, he's not going to the Red Sox either. If Steve Cohen is really all in on Yamamoto, he's probably going to the Mets. You know? Right. Yeah, I think he's going to the Mets or the Dodgers. And you know, I feel like people aren't really talking enough about the payday that his former team is going to get. Cool. Because it's like the way that the deal that the Nippon Baseball League has with Major League Baseball is that like the team has to pay an additional whatever, 10 or 15% of the total contract to the team, the Japanese team that he leaves. Right. And so if, he's, if this contract is um, – Three hundred million dollars. They get three hundred million dollars. That's I don't know what ten percent of that is, but it's thirty million dollars, something like that. Thirty. I mean, fifteen percent. Oh, fifteen percent. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Thirty-five million dollars. Thirty-five, forty-five million dollars. It's a lot yeah. of money. That is a lot of money. I don't think the Yankees are going to go. Them. Giants and Red Sox have. Oh, and the Giants still think they're going to get him, like you said. Have I, know, I really, I really just. I, more than I want the Red Sox to get them. And, <laughs> you know, I'm still, I remember Daisuke Matsuzaka. Like, that kind of fucked us up a little bit. So I'm a little nervous about signing. It's not my money. So I don't, like, I want them, I want them to sign them because it's not sure. my money, you know? But I'm like, oh, it's my money. Maybe I don't give it to them. But more what? than anything, I just want the Dodgers fans to think they're going to get him and then not get him. That's Wait. what I want. Don't you mean the Giants fans? Sorry, yeah, Giants. Yes, you want the Giants fans to think that they're going to get it. I I just want, I want to be there when they don't get Yamamoto. Like, where were you when the Giants didn't get Yamamoto? I'd be like, (laughs) oh, yes, I was on Reddit. (laughs) It was amazing. Uh, that's the worst shot point, Sam. You have no, you have no stake in the San Francisco Dodgers at all. You just like to be miserable. You don't even dislike them as a team. No, I know, but you have to. Yeah, I just you have to go, Joel. You have to go and look at it. You have to, go on X. I'm sure it's the same thing on X. Just go to San Francisco Dodgers X and just Giants. Sorry, sorry. San Francisco Giants X and just check it out because it is amazing. Okay. (laughs) I will do that. Um, That's funny. Any other free there isn't any real free agent news other than that. The athletic oh, no, the giant signed that guy. Did that happen the last time we podcasted? We the Korean guy. No, we didn't. Yeah. And I didn't know anything about it. Well, his his name is the grandson of the wind. Oh, we did talk about him. We did mind. talk about it. Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he's probably not gonna be great. His <laughs> dad be was, because his dad was the son of was the, the son of the wind, yeah. Yeah. And presumably his grandfather was the wind. Right, but I don't yeah. think so. I think I think his dad was like, no. Um, there was a very long article on the Athletic that I wanted to talk to you about the collapse. I mean, I'm not going to talk about it about the collapse of the Mets last year because the Mets had 
uh, a $440 million payroll. Right. And uh, fucked it up last they year. Sucked. <laughs> and sucked. Yeah. Uh, it's written by um, Tim Britton and Will Salmon and it was published in September. It's old, but I highly recommend it. And basically, I mean, the Mets are going to met, right? They've yeah. got Atlanta in their division. They've got the Philadelphia Phillies in their division. Miami was better last year. Also, the Nationals were bad. Uh, and it just it it just did not work out for the Mets last year, which I I think it's kind of funny, honestly. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> um, the other team I wanted to talk about a little bit was the NL champion Arizona Diamondbacks, um, which I think is interesting. I I have. Zero opinion about the Diamondbacks, right? Right. I often forget that they are a professional baseball franchise. Right, right, as you yeah. should. I know. They were in the World Series last year, and I still, like, something about the Diamondbacks came up on one of my sports news feeds, and I was like, a hockey team? And then I was like, oh, no way. That's a coyote. They're a baseball team. Yeah. So since this offseason, the Diamondbacks have signed Eduardo Rodriguez to a four-year, $80 million contract. Okay. Have re-signed Lord Gariel to a three-year, $42 million contract. Can I and, pause you real quick? Yeah. It's Lords or Lourdes? I say one-syllable Lords. Okay. Maybe wrong. I've heard it both ways. I'm just curious. I, I say one syllable. I I don't know. And then I'm going to butcher this name. Created for Eugenio Suarez. I only that sounded pretty good to me. Actually, no, that one because I had to listen to it because I called him Eugenio for like five years. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, the, he? Uh, he played for the Reds for a long time. He played for the Mar. He might have been on the Mar. Oh, the Mariners, right? He's a third baseman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, I, he was really good for the Reds and for the decent for Seattle, I think. Um, anyway, he's going to the Diamondbacks. So, like, um, the defending NL champion Arizona Diamondbacks, who are also in the NL West with the fucking Dodgers, I suppose, are not sitting on their asses. Which I appreciate. I wish more teams were being proactive like Arizona. Yeah, well, I mean, they made it to the World Series last year. If they're gonna, if they're gonna go for it, now is the time, you know. Yeah, and they made it at, to the World Series really as a dark horse. Also, I mean, nobody really yep. expected them to. You know. Huh. All right. Little me this, Batman. Okay. Last year, I'm looking at baseballreference.com right now. Last year for the Mariners, Eugenio Suarez hit 232 with 22 home runs and a 714 OPS. 700 is average? And ended with an OPS plus of 101. As a third baseman, huh? How's hit? So he's like a league average player, basically. He was a league average player. Yeah, I can't believe that batting two thirty two. You're a league average player. That's what my question was. What are they looking at right there? Well, OPS plus is like OPS based. I would assume. <laughs> I don't like know what the, the plus stands for. OPS is 714. I always assume that about 750 is an average OPS. Oh, I thought 700 was average. Is it? And it depends. And it depends on position. He's a third baseman. But even that third baseman should hit. He's 32 years old. 
Oh, here we go. A one-time All-Star in 2018 with the Reds. Played with the Reds for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight seasons. I don't know. Everybody's hitters are generally between 700 and 800. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, I seem to have the memory of liking Eugenio Suarez, and I have no idea why. Yeah, I don't know. I never really. I remember when they traded him to the Mariners, and the and Thomas was really excited. Tom, but yeah, then he, but then he never really performed the way that he was supposed to. I think. Right. Yeah, I, I think agree. he was like pretty. I think he was like up and coming with the Reds. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. I got some college football opinions if you want to hear them. Oh my God! You know I don't. All right. Well, no. But you're lucky. There's no baseball to talk about. I guess. Oh, we could talk about Dominican League, um, but we say it's not very good right now. A big Toros guy. A big Toros guy. Yeah, yeah. We need to. We need to go together to at least say Toro's game. Um, in the Pac-12 College Football Conference, Oregon State and Washington State, also known as the Pac-2, have regained control of the conference's finances in a court decision. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, no, I'm really excited about this. Quote, Oregon State and Washington State regained control of the Pac-12 board and the conference's assets Friday following a decision by the Washington State Supreme Court. The court declined to hear an appeal by the University of Washington and the Pac-12, subsequently lifting a temporary stay that weeks ago had halted an original decision last month by the Whitman County Washington Superior Court to give the two schools control of the conference. With the temporary stay, which blah, 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 blah. So Washington State and Oregon State still have control of the conference, which is great. So they've got, and we talked about this either last week or two weeks ago. They're going to get all that money. They're going to get all that money. I'm really right. excited about this. It's like students at fucking Washington State are going to be, they're going to have like gold toilet seats. <laughs> Yeah, those are going to be the nicest <laughs> dorm, freshman dorm yeah. in the country. Oh, I can't wait to see what they fucking spend that money on. You have bidets and shit like that? Yeah. Um, that probably won't be the students. Yeah, exactly. No, it will not be. They, they are definitely not spending this money on the students. Or the faculty. <laughs> yeah, fuck the faculty. <laughs> The other thing is Oregon State and Washington State have schedules for at least the next two seasons. Uh-huh. As so Pac-12 teams. As whatever the fuck the Pac-2 is going to look like. They're basically going to – it's going to be the Pac-2. It's going to be a two-team conference. They will – function as if they're independent teams like Notre Dame does and Army does right now. They'll play each other and they'll have a deal where they play where they play seven games against the Mountain West Conference, but they will not be members of the Mountain West Conference. Okay. Mountain so West, they're not dissolving the Pac-12. They are not dissolving the Pac-12, correct. It will continue as this weird Pac-2. They won't play a conference championship. And they will not be eligible. Like, the, the Pac-2 champion will not be eligible for the playoffs, only if they finish in the top 12 nationally will they be eligible for the playoffs. Right. They, they won't understand why you keep doing air quotes around Pac-2 because the Big Ten is like 15 <laughs> teams and you have no problem like spinning that out without, without yeah. any sort of disdain involved. 
No, because they're not officially calling themselves the Pac-2. They're still officially calling themselves the Pac-12. Right, and officially the Big Ten is still the Big Ten, even though there's so many teams in that division. (laughs) That's a good point. So why don't you Uh, just call them the Pac-12, which is what their name is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Washington State and Oregon State, the Pac-12. The Pac are the Pac-12. Yes. <laughs> um, the other thing that made me happy is that Oregon and Oregon State will continue to play each other every year. Uh, they well, may- Oregon, Oregon and Oregon State will continue to play each other every year. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yep. They they just Oregon canceled <sighs> their. It will be a non-conference game. It'll be at the beginning of the season in September instead of the last game of the year, which it has been historically. But it will continue uh, for the time being, as will um, Washington versus Washington State. It'd be so fucked up if they didn't play each other. I thought they weren't going to do it. I mean, Oregon doesn't have a financial incentive to do so. Right, but that's your rivals. And I yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. So they're doing it. They they rescheduled a game that they had scheduled against Texas Tech. They're gonna play it in like ten years from now. If Oregon State and Oregon didn't play each other in football every year or in Washington and Washington State, the alternative is like terrorist attacks. You know what I mean? Yes, I do know what you mean. Yeah. No, you you're absolutely right. It's, they need the football. This is the basis of our our novel, Joel. Yeah. Uh oh, I didn't know that they had officially released their schedule. Oregon State plays seven home games in 2024, starting with the season opener against Idaho State. Woo, on August 31st. The Beavers play Oregon on September 14th, Purdue September 21st, and Washington State. They the one conference game against Washington State, November 23rd. The remainder of Oregon State's home slate are three Mountain West teams, UNLV, Colorado State, and San Jose State. And they play California. Anyway, so that's good news. Uh, I'm glad for Oregon State and Washington State. And what I think they're going to do is try to figure out a legal way to merge with the Mountain West while retaining the Pac-12, air quotes, uh, licensing and, like, copyright um, access, right? Because the Pac-12 will get paid more. Basically, they'll get paid more for games if they're called the Pac-12 instead of if they're called the Mountain West. <clears throat> Anywho, that's been uh, College Football Corner. Thanks for letting me do that. <laughs> There's not a whole lot going on this time of year. No, there isn't. No, it's definitely the off season. Uh, we got a 10 minutes left, and I can I talk to you about breakfast? Sure, I love breakfast. So, like, I kind of want, like, <sighs> breakfast is hard for me because I don't wake up hungry. I kind of have to make myself eat breakfast. Right. I want to eat a healthy breakfast. I don't really have a lot of time to make my breakfast because I got to leave to go to work by 7. And I felt I yogurt was one of the recycling thing things that I cycled through on my breakfast schedule, along with fruit like fruit salad, granola, oatmeal, basically. And I found out today that yo play yogurt is one of the least healthy things you can actually eat for yourself. That's basically eating processed sugar for breakfast. It's really bad for you. That made me really sad because I like Yoplait yogurt. So what would you recommend for like, what makes a healthy breakfast? Well, you could get unsweetened yogurt and then like some honey. Honey, okay, because unsweetened yogurt, I think is disgusting. Okay. Well, I Honey or natural. So like, the thing that's good about yogurt is not the sugar. It's 
Right. You know, the other things that yogurt has that are good for you, the protein and the, you know, if you have the various other, what is the word? Um, the things that are good for your stomach. Probiotics. Probiotics. Um, yeah. And other various things. Um, but... Yeah, unsweetened yogurt and honey or maple syrup, which are both more nutritious sugars than uh-huh. just straight sugar. Right, processed. Um, like they're putting just an insane amount of processed sugar into these yogurts. Right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. Um, you're just looking for something fast that you can just kind of have right. ready and cram in there. Yeah, exactly. And maybe, you know, like I love Doesn't bacon. Doesn't create a dish. But right. bacon and eggs is a high fat, high grease, high cholesterol meal that I love. And it I'd have to, time like, to cook. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so are you familiar with the uh, overnight oats craze? No, tell me about it. Well, you should just uh, Google it. You'll get a lot of recipes. But basically, it's like you make these, you make, they call them overnight oats. And what you do is you, like, put a bunch of shit in a cup with oats, like oatmeal. And then you pour water or milk in there or coconut milk or whatever. And then you put it in the fridge. And then in the morning, it's like you just take it out and eat it. It's like a parfait. You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. And that's a favorite among people who are looking for a healthy breakfast. Right. So that one's good. Chia seed pudding, same deal. Um, uh, oatmeal, hot oatmeal's good. Yeah, I have that. Like, cereal. I, I rotate that through. I don't have any cereal. I have granola. Like I eat milk and granola sometimes. Eat yogurt and granola with honey. I've done that. Mm-hmm. Or maple syrup. Yeah, I just got to get away from this processed yogurt. I need, like, unsweetened regular yogurt. I think that it's funny that, like, all of these, like, breakfast things, there was at some point in the, like, I don't know if this is still the the medical thinking, but at some point there was this thinking in, med like, health that was, like, you got to shit first thing in the morning. And so right. every, like all of this, like you got to drink coffee in the morning. It's like, that's going to make you poop. It's like, you got to eat all this bran in the morning. Bran's going to make you poop. You know. <laughs> it's like, this is the, the important thing. The important way to start off your day is to just take a good dump. You know what I mean? Well, it feels good. Right. Well, I think that it probably is more psychological than anything else. It's like, okay. you, just, you wake up. You take a dump in your like home base, and then you don't worry about it when you go to work. You know right. what I mean? Which is true. It's like sometimes you get to work first thing, and then you're like, "Oh no!" Like yeah. Yeah. it's like I just got to work. Like right. I can't just go to the bathroom now. This one feels like it's going to take a while. You know it's, what I mean? Like I have a lot of work to do. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I feel that way all the time. Yeah, and there's I, a lot of anxiety that's caused by that. And so, it sucks pooping at work. Like right. it's pooping in the public bathroom. I really just right. like tell that. me about it. Yeah, I work in a restaurant. It's like, imagine if you were doing that at your job, and you were also your customers could see you leave, <laughs> like waiting for you to come out of the bathroom. Make it smells bad, you know. Make them food. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I saw a thing on TikTok, so I know it's 100% true. Yep. Uh, And it was talking about how the timing of breakfast doesn't matter, but breakfast is, you know, breaking the fast is important because it does that, that that activates your gut bacteria, what you eat first thing in the day after not having eaten for, you know, 12 hours or whatever. Is there any to that do you know anything about that uh i think that that is probably 
a bunch of bullshit would be my guess. Yeah. So you're like gut, like what people are referring to your gut is like a mixture of your own digestive fluids and like a really complex ecosystem of non-natural bacteria, which you basically get from your food. Okay. So it's, it's a, what's the parasite that is symbiotic? What is the word for that? Uh, you have a shitload of bacteria that lives inside of you that is not part of you. It's like its own, they're their own organisms that have nothing to do with you. Yep. And that is, and you can't live without it, right? It's a, like, this is a thing that lives inside of you and allows you to live, essentially. Yeah. And so... um so to say that like, oh, you got to wake it up with a certain kind of food is kind of like bullshit because this is the thing that like, this isn't your body. Like your gut is not yours. Your gut is its own thing that if it is unhealthy, then that makes you unhealthy. Does that make sense? It, it yes, it makes one percent sense. What do they call not cooperative parasites because a parasite by definition is non-cooperative right um so anyway it like your gut doesn't sleep when you sleep you know what i mean like your gut the bacteria is eating your food that you eat and like helping you break it down into the manageable like absorbable um nutrients that you need it helps with that but it also is like it's not like working for you it's its own biological thing that is just trying to survive itself and it has worked out a deal with the human digestive system the mutualistic symbiote is mutually beneficial yeah symbiote a symbiote but they're all symbiote parasites are symbiotes also okay they're all symbiotes. Mutualistic symbiotes benefit both host and symbiote. Right. Commensalist symbiotes benefit the symbiote and have no positive or negative effects on the host. And then parasitic symbiotes benefit the symbiote and harm the host. And harm the host, right. I remember learning that, but I didn't remember it. Hmm. Yeah. So wait, so are these gut bacteria mutualistically beneficial? They benefit both of us? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so like, you know, when you do something like take a strong dose of antibiotics, that indiscriminately kills bacteria in your body and it will damage your biome and you're you're constantly eating things that are replenishing these bacteria in your stomach right um and it's just you know it's a it's a it's a pretty robust system so um evolution tends to be good about shit like that right yeah, but like when you take antibiotics, it can really mess your stomach up for a long time afterwards because it's like, you know, there's a it's a it's a balance right between your your basically your stomach acids and your stomach bacteria, and so you keep things balanced. And like people have like chronic heartburn or like uh, acid imbalance, acid reflux or whatever in their um, stomach. It could be from an imbalance in your bacteria, like your gut bacteria. And it just means you need to eat like some more raw vegetables for a while. You, like, or it, you need to work more raw vegetables in your diet or whatever. Yeah. Like when I was going through chemotherapy, I had like really bad acid reflux. And it was because I had like zero gut bacteria, you know? <laughs> So, yeah, it's a cool thing. Um, 
And, you know, if you eat a lot of lacto-fermented foods, which are like sauerkraut or pickles or um, like traditionally made sauerkraut or pickles or <laughs> all sorts of stuff, that is supposedly good for your gut too. But, you know, it's kind of like people are like, oh, you need to kickstart your gut in the morning. And it's like, well, people who do that have an existing gut biome bacteria culture and people who do also do you know yeah that's good to know i should eat a salad but i don't like salads yeah i mean i think that the you know all that fucking tiktok health nonsense grounding you know what i mean sure you ever heard of that one that's a big one no wait what is grounding Grounding is like you have to walk around on the earth with bare feet because it it like uh, gets out electronic buildup in your body. Have you heard of this one? What? That's yeah. What the fuck are they talking about? <clears throat> see, it's, at least this other one was like, I was like, okay, I can see you. What? <laughs> No, well, but the thing is, is like, it's not not true. Like there's a scientific basis of that, but mm. you get the same effect by like touching your table with your hand or like <laughs> touching anything with your skin. You know what I mean? Like, um, and maybe, maybe it's true that the earth is like better at uh, like taking excess electricity, but uh, I don't know. It's all it's all a bunch of fucking bullshit. I mean, it's like right. it's like somebody read something that was true and then and then made a took took that a step further. That was like, you know, I don't think it matters at what time of the day you eat something that is really good for your gut biome by bi, you know bacteria. Mm-hmm. I think that what's important is like um, I think that what's important is having a good diet. You know what I mean? Like I don't think it's important that you walk around on the grass with their feet every day. I think it's like important that you spend a little bit out time of time outside in the sun every day. You know what I mean? Like there's there are these things that are like, oh yeah, it's like breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And it's like, bitch, your stomach doesn't care like about what what time it is, you know what I mean? Like yeah. only you care what time it is. <laughs> that's that's what I was wondering. Yes. That answers my question right there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. Sam, I'm gonna text you a picture of the last second of the Chicago Bears game that the Bears lost. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Check your phone. Okay. I gotta tell you this though, Joel. Uh, In the last year or so, I have made a conscious effort to um, not try to judge these professional athletes especially american football players okay about seeming seemingly boneheaded mistakes you know what i mean uh-huh. cuz like the shit that they do is so inconceivably incredible to me you know yeah. even even pre cancer mid 20s at the prime of my like athletic health you know gotcha um and so like this a ball being deflected into a guy's chest if he doesn't have the like reaction time <laughs> to do that means yeah. that that ball hits me in the chest and it hits the ground two times before my arms even like begin <laughs> to move towards catching that ball you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah come on man look at that picture though he did yeah. It's the oh, but, it's a damning picture. It's a what damn- I'm saying is that the reality is probably 
This is like TikTok. <laughs> this picture is like TikTok health advice. You know what right. I mean? It's like, oh, it seems so obvious that this guy should have caught this ball. But the reality is, is like that shit was probably going faster than the human system could even like respond to, you know? Uh, exactly. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Dump on the Up, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, once again, you can follow us on all your social media applications on X at uh, UmpDump2005. We're on everything else on Dump on the Ump, uh, TikTok, Blue Sky, Threads, Instagram. Sam, do we have a Reddit account? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Edit, Reddit. Uh, Facebook, etc. Follow us, uh, listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, etc. Give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. I don't know if we're gonna podcast again before Christmas. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. You maybe TBD. TBD. We today Sunday. We both leave uh, for vacation on Saturday. So TBD on that one. And yeah, anything I forget? I don't think so. That guy should have caught that ball. The guy should have caught that ball. He should have caught that ball. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) My name is Joel. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great evening and a pleasant tomorrow.